Welcome, 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 everybody. Becky left the chat's mixtapes feed. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host, Jen. Hello. And we are here in May to discuss, well, potpourri. As we know, this is uh, that random shit that Grandma had that uh, you weren't allowed to touch when you were a kid. It was fragrant. It's like bark. You weren't allowed to touch it? I know you couldn't eat it. Well, I definitely couldn't just go near it at all because they, they, maybe they thought the fragrance or something was going to get... I don't I don't know. What, what kind of... Did you have like gold leaf potpourri I at your no... grandma? The way you talk about potpourri, like it was some kind of like... It's either made out of gold or it's toxic. It's like, definitely toxic. It, it's um, wild. So why did they... I don't understand what's going on. Like ours was like, yeah, here's some shit in a bowl. It smells nice. That's why it's there. Move on. There wasn't this like. I don't have the answer. I I feel like it was just this weird flex. Where like they're was like, there caution tape around it? It was just like you were not allowed to go near the doilies that had the potpourri. You know what I mean? Like you just couldn't go near any of that. You couldn't get involved in any of that. It was just not. I I, I don't know. It just wasn't a thing that we were allowed to go near. Very strange. But <laughs> just like in Jeopardy, potpourri ends up being. A random hodgepodge of things. So this month in May, 92, we are picking up on a story we started last month on this same feed, the potpourri. We also have a uh, attempted murder slash Lolita situation to discuss. And maybe, I don't know, if you found anything else that's weird, I, I think you heard something about sex toys. I mean, a lot. Oh, no. Sex toys is not until August, so you'll have to wait for that. Ooh, that's a triple Ooh, tease. That was a rude tease you just did. And, of course, we're going to discuss the dreaded um, approach that every child has to take. <sighs> that Mother's Day, which reminds you that school's almost out, but you still have another couple weeks. So, dive in. Get your favorite beverage. I have mine. I'm drinking a uh, seltzer for those that are in the know. Otherwise, a soda water for those that aren't. Jen, what do you have? I have in my left hand a water. In my right hand, I have a Dr. Pepper zero sugar cream soda. Wow, we are living dangerously. Yeah. I try not to drink these because I know, you know, diet soda is bad for you. But, oh my God, they're so good. I think I say that every on every episode. You do. They're so good. Let's dive right in. I uh, wrote it up on the board here kind of chronologically. So I guess that maybe. Yeah, like just, you know, side note. Next time I got to do the board because I don't know what that says. Um, that's okay. I do. Okay. So, <laughs> so diving right in. Uh, last month, we had talked about the LA riots, which started April 29th, which were the result of a couple different things. Because I did a little bit more research to get an idea. So there was actually a killing that occurred. In Los Angeles, of a young African-American teenager inside of a Korean shop, and I vaguely remember this as a kid, too, where, like, she was killed, like, shot in the back, like, shot in the back of the head and, like, killed. Oh. And then they, like, were putting the shop owner up on charges, and he was like, no, she was robbing from me, and he was Korean. And they gave him, and we're not going to use, like, names and stuff because we're not trying to, like, get that deep. Like, that's not what we're trying to do. Some stuff we will, but some stuff we won't. Like, I'm just trying to give a little background. But basically, he, like, the judge was like, yeah, you should be in, like, the DA and people wanted him in jail for, like, a long time. And the judge is like, nah, $500 fine, 400 hours of community service, and, Ooh. like, probation. 
So instead of going to jail for like 15 years for murdering like a 15 year old black kid, 16 year old black kid, young right. girl, like a 16 year old kid, it doesn't kid, yeah. right? That was like stealing a candy bar or something, oh. allegedly. Like who hasn't stolen a candy bar? Well, so that's what kind of sparked all these riots. So after the Rodney King verdict came down, I guess the majority of the rioting occurred in and around like Korean shops, all right, all right. and stuff, and they like just out of control reading reading about it like i knew that it um that there was a you know korean town involvement i didn't know why apparently a lot of people like went down to Koreatown, korean people with like guns bats weapons whatever and they were just like barricading themselves in their shops and like mm-hmm. just fighting people off because the cops really weren't doing a ton or doing enough for them and there was just all this wild rioting like 60 something people were killed like i read like 63 people were killed wow 3,000 people were, like, injured. $1 billion worth of damage over the four days. Wow. So, we had talked about it before, but basically, into May, what ends up happening is they uh, appeal to George Bush, who enacts the Insurrection Act to mobilize the military, which, in our recent times, there's been a lot of discussion of insurrections. Mm -hmm. So, not to get political, (laughs) but... 30 years ago, they used that act to mobilize, like, the military to go into the city to kind of quell the rebellion. And that's basically kind of what happened between the military and the, the um, National Guard. They ended up, the California National Guard, they ended up kind of, like, quelling down everything after, like, a week. So it took to, like, May 3rd or 4th till it was finally, like, wrapped up. But what came out of it was, I guess, like, a really big Korean-American sentiment. So, basically, what happened is, like, they all mobilized, and they were like, well, you know, we need to be more politically active in order to gain more foothold here and, you know, be treated better and have people care about us a little bit more. So, that was pretty interesting to talk about how this was really, like, an important moment for them. And, again, when we were watching, you know, recently we watched uh, Do the Right Thing, and when you're watching that and you see the tension between the shop owner and Mm -hmm. the community, that was really what this all, that was a lot of what this was. Yeah. Because I guess that was very, um, you know, very much happening in that region at that time. People were very angry at the the Korean, you know, the African-American community is very angry at the Korean community. Basically being like, you won't hire us, like you're, we're all... In, you're all... in general. Like, I mean, I feel like... All around. Well, cause... In general, because I mean, there's always people that get along with people. Well, you know it, what I mean? Even if it's... And it became like a, like a reverse level of racism where it's like, they're like, like everybody was being racist against each other, kind of. As it was like a standoff where like the Korean people were selling all their stuff to African-American people. That's the community they were in. But then they were like. Right, right. But then they were being racist to them and treating them shitty. So then the African-American people were treating them shitty. The Korean shop owners. And it was like a vicious circle. Yeah. And I mean, that is what Do the Right Thing is about. I mean, even though it's an Italian-American. I mean, I know there is also. Isn't it a Korean? There's a. Yeah, yeah, there's a Korean shop owner. But it focus[es] on. That runs like the bodega kind of deal. On the Italian-American like pizza shop owner. Right. And, you know, the idea that you're in a community serving these people, but when does it become exploitive if you're not looking at them as human beings and, you know. And um, that's, and then that. And just to clarify, that took place in Brooklyn. In 89. That was filmed in 1989. So this is now a few years later. So all this simmering tension has been brewing and brewing and brewing. And so it's really, um, it's really amazing 30 years later to look at it and be like, how much has really changed? It's pretty sad, you know, that 30 years later, there's so many of the same problems. So many. All the same issues, yeah. same things. And again, it all stemmed from, or, or what the catalyst for all this was, was the 
Rodney King beatings, which were caught on tape by someone on a camcorder, which is why it went viral, which is, again, exactly what happened last year, a few years ago, actually, with the George Floyd killing. And it was the same exact thing where the police had one version of the story of how they said something happened. Mm-hmm. And then here's a videotape that just speaks for itself about what they're saying, what happened. And then you decide what to do. And I, and the difference here is, with I guess, with the Rodney King tape, the tape that the people saw, they saw a little bit more of the tape than the general public, but they gleaned from it, I guess, the cops were not using excessive force because upon listening to the cops side that he was running away or he was attempting to get away or he was forceful, maybe he was on drugs, whatever it was, they saw that video and they saw it a million times, slowed and everything else, and they interpreted it one way, whereas when you see it at fast speed, you're like, wow, what the fuck is this? Right. These cops are just beating this dude, like mercilessly beating this dude. And so you're like, is that what you're supposed to do? And again, it's like I said, same thing with kind of, I mean, the George Floyd thing, George Floyd died. It's a different scenario because of how. I mean, nine minutes. But but again, you, this was you like can't, a, they, you can't you can't argue beat, they beat this guy fifty six times. No, but the point is that my point that I'm trying to make or where I'm going with it, you you can't argue it. The point is that if there's no camera, which now we all have in our pocket, you don't even know you don't. This happens so much, and that's what caused the riots. This happened so much, right. and people weren't listening, or people weren't paying attention and there wasn't cameras as much as there were now you know like right now we have it so because we have it it almost can save some of this stuff because these issues are still there and it's pretty it's pretty crazy when you go back and look at these things like i said even 30 years 30 years is generation plus and how far have we gone nowhere we had the same thing happen two years ago we've gone nowhere it's like you know when you're um in school and you're like ugh. Why do I have to take these history classes? I hate history. It's so boring, you know. And your teachers are like, well, if you don't learn about history, it repeats itself, you know. And that's the thing about learning about history. And then I think that the thing about that is that you don't realize how fast life happens. And then 30 years later, you actually see it repeating itself. And mm-hmm. you're like, man, it, it's true. It really does. And uh, it happens fast. And it's just kind of. Yeah. And, and as we go through all this and we read some of these stories and look at some of the stuff it's really like you said it's it's one of those things where you almost kind of want to ask someone but then who is there really to ask because especially now everybody's so entrenched in their ideas about what's what's their version of right and their version of wrong and the facts just speak for themselves like here was a man who was beaten and it appeared to be that he was in custody and that was the match when he got off you know, when his assailants got off, when the police got off, that was the match that burnt this fire. If you look, 28 years later, nothing really happens. Then George Floyd dies. A match that lights fire. No, and but stuff has been happening the whole time. You can't. No, no, I mean, like, nothing tangible happened uh, that stopped the police from doing all of this you mean, stuff. You mean nothing has changed? Yeah, like, yeah. nothing has yeah. changed in, in a societal way to be like, hey, maybe that's maybe this isn't the right way to go about this. And we're not trying to know litigate any of that but it's just you just you see it it's like well this event happened and this caused this outrage because it was on camera it's like here's another event that happened with it on camera then that causes the outrage because again the similar intention still exists in the community yeah and that's just one example there's been so many oh there's been so many last few years alone but i mean that specifically spurned an entire summer's worth of Mm -hmm. similar you know not similar writing but some writing and 
and protesting, which is really amazing. And we saw it and lived through it. And now we're back here and now we're here. No national, no national laws changed. Nothing changed. It's just kind of, we're just rolling it right back. Anything you want to add on any of that, Chad? Not really. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's kind of, like I said, we're not trying to, we're, we're trying to be more overview as we go more than kind of deep dive on, on these kind of things. So lighter notes or sadder notes. Well, definitely not sadder, but lighter notes, some stuff leaving TV, which we talked about on our TV podcast, which you should also check out on this feed. We do that monthly too, but the golden girls and Johnny Carson left TV and Jay Leno took over for Johnny Carson. Yes. So that happened. Music, which we also have a discussion on earlier this month. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus, album yeah. of the year. I think we actually talked about um, Achy Breaky Heart a few months ago. Two two months ago, maybe? Well, that we was his had, single off this we album. We had Big Dan on. Yeah. Yeah. And so now his debut album came out and it was album of the year. I had that album on cassette and that's embarrassing to admit, but here it is. There it is. All out. Putting it out there. Billboard's album of the year. Pretty cool think about his lasting legacy his mullet his mullet that would then give birth to eventually his daughter right his mullet gave birth to his daughter he has multiple daughters i know and they're all musically inclined it would appear so it's pretty cool um the other thing that i saw here was uh a long island lolita yes the amy fisher incident happened now (laughs) I remember this because this was covered a lot. We are from Long Island originally, mm-hmm. and we have since moved moved off. But it's always a place on our heart. And this was unfortunately you this can't, was one of like you, can't, you can leave Long Island, but Long Island will never leave you. No, because even it, if you really want it, it's the radioactive water that you got in your body yeah, that yeah. always brings yeah. you back. Like it's always, <laughs> and you could tell another Long Islander because like it's like. Um, it's like a... It's like an energy. It's like an yeah, energy Yeah, you're like, oh, that... you have tons of that... Uh, oh, yeah. It's Plum Island. Plum but... Island water. Uh-huh. So, I would say there's three things that I remember <laughs> about the 90s growing up on the island, right? Three things I remember. And, yeah, and just so you know, it's on the island. You don't go in Long Island. On the island, right? Yeah. Three things I remember. One... No, mind you, in like the mid-2000s or whatever, I you know, the, one of the Long Island things to add would be the Montauk Monster just saying but uh, oh my god the three the montauk <laughs> monster <gasps> never forget oh my god this is not the time to bring it up but offshoot podcast growing up on long island well i mean it's a good idea we can do it or we could have one-offs we, we have already one-off. have we already have a one-off now we could have a two-off what do you mean no no we could have like one-off like special episodes oh yeah okay, about, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like summer on long island whatever year we can do it <laughs> three things i remember one, and again, I may be wrong on all this, so help me out. But one, I definitely remember that, like, we made ships and did some weird shit out east. Like, Grumman had, like, an air for like, had, like, a plant, and, like, they made airplanes, but then they also, like, tested shit, so it was also, like, weird. There's a lot of weird shit going on. Right, but it was all out yeah. east, right? And so, and it's nebulous. This is the time before you had, like, GPS in your pocket, and you were just driving around exploring stuff. Like, somewhere out east on this island, they're doing all these wild tests. So, 
Like when like Montauk wasn't it? Montauk. Mont- yeah. Yeah. Well, a camp hero. This was all stuff. the eighties, though. I think. Yeah, but really. it was like this is like the the 70s, folklore. 80s. This is like the nineties folk. Like growing up as a kid, this is like the three things in the back of your pocket. It was that mm-hmm. mixed with like Billy Joel, because it was like Billy Joel is like Long <laughs> Island, right? Yeah, I feel like Billy Joel is just the soundtrack to your life. Like he's always yes. in the back of your head, right? You know, and he was around so long. That, like, everything you had to do, like, there was just this air of, like, well, there was a plant and there's these things that happen on this island. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a Stranger Things vibe, which I think they stole a lot from... Plum like, Island, you mean? Like, yeah, in Camp Hero and, like, the projects with, like, telekinesis mm-hmm. and stuff that you heard about. Was it real? Was it not real? Going back in time. Like, all sorts of wild conspiracy things. The Montauk Project, etc. Yeah. So but all the of MK that... Ultra, MK Ultra... Was MK Ultra was Ultra was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. So it, it is, you know, a lot of conspiracy and folklore wrapped around true events that well, really happened. I so. gotta stop you right there because this is okay. what I'm saying. As a kid in the '90s, you heard about this, mm-hmm. but there was no book, there's no place to go, no internet, right? Until you go to 112 Video and you rent the Montauk Project VHS tape. No, you're missing. Okay, no, no, no. Sorry. Let's back up. Backing up. I'm Nobody saying, knows what that means. As a kid in 1992. Oh, yeah, right? I'm nine. I have no idea what's going right? on. Right? Because this is one of the events. As you're... a kid in the 90s, I'm just trying to just frame this now. And you, you're, you're taking it, you're going all the directions. You knew that they did some stuff out east. You didn't really know what. Because like you said, it was more like the 80s, 90s. You didn't really know what. And you also knew that whenever you got in somebody's car on the radio, if they rolled through the dial, you'd find a Billy Joel song. That, like, is the start, right? Here's this, like, mysterious island. Number two, there was randomly, like, and I don't know exactly where... But wasn't, like, a kid kidnapped by, like, their uncle on Long Island at, like, a spaceplex or some shit? Didn't this happen? Help me out. I don't remember the kid's name, but it was, like, on Long Because then it, then it became, like, a thing where everybody had to have, like, a password. Like, yo, the password is Banana Strawberry Sunday. And you're like, what? If somebody comes to get you, you need to make sure they know Banana Strawberry Sunday. Because oh, it was like Stranger Danger. You don't remember that? There was I like remember a kid Stranger that was Danger. abducted. And then they were like kept inside like a... They were kept inside like their uncle's house or some shit. Oh. No, I don't remember. But I okay. do remember this intense fear of strangers. Like, oh, the strangers are bad. Which I think was... But also like, it's cool. We'll leave you in the car for an hour while we run it. You know what I mean? Like there was well, like a was... weird like, be afraid of everything. But also like, we'll kind of let y'all run wild. No. Like there was a... A double thing happening. Also, I just want to comment. But your Long Island accent has come... Well, while talking about Long Island, you dropped at least one Long Island at me. Okay. And I like it. I'm here well, for because it. Well, because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to show good stuff. my roots here. Right. But I'll confirm that. There's definitely like a... like a, And it was a thing where it was like, oh, she was at like a space... But wherever it was, pretty sure it was a girl... And she gets, like, abducted. But it's really by, like, her family member. And then it was all this thing that, like, now, 30 years later, you're like, well, whenever there's a problem, you always start with the family. Because it's always usually the family or someone very close to the family. It's usually not, like, a stranger that just shows up. But it was all, like, stranger danger. Because I remember that. I kind of, like, now that you said she, I'm like, oh, because I thought you were talking about a little boy. I'm like, maybe I kind of remember. I feel like it was, like, a girl. And it was literally from, like, a party at, like, one of the, you know, Chuck, the Chuck E. Cheese clone that we had. Like, I feel like it was Space Plex was the place. Kids Kingdom or something like that. I feel like it was legitimately Space Plex, right? Sports Plus? No, that's afterwards. What's Space Plex? It was called Space Plex. I'll confirm. Is this a North Shore thing? 
Might be. But this was, I think I feel like this is a national story. And then the last story is this story that we're about to talk about, which is Amy Fisher, the Long Island Lolita. Right? <laughs> so Amy Fisher was 16 or 17 when she engaged in a relationship. She was 16. When right. she started the relationship. Well, there's, there's, you know. So. She, no, he went to jail because she was 16. I, 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 so. well, yeah, but I thought it was, I thought, I thought it was 17, but it's fine. She was 17 when she shot Mary Jo and 16 okay. when they started their relationship, which is why he went to jail. Right. Sagittary, right. And he, she met him because her dad took the car to a body shop, then met him at the body shop and then started to go back to the body shop because she kept hitting, like having issues with her car that he could help. They started up a sordid affair. She decides, clearly, the only way to end this is to find a a wheelman, get a twenty two caliber gun, meet Mary Jo at the front door, tell Mary Jo that her younger sister is having an affair with Joey Buttafuoco, proceed to attempt to kill Mary Jo by shooting her three times. Once in the head. Almost did kill Mary Jo. Right. She almost died. And... From there, we get the trial of the Long Island Lolita, which I remember all this. I remember all this in the newspaper. Oh, 100%. I remember I, all this, too. I, and, like, on the, the news. Like, I remember specifically, like, seeing this stuff on the back of, like, my grandparents' newspapers and stuff like that. Or on the front page, I should say, because it was all these Long Island, you know, news. Right? It was all our news, and this was the biggest story, right, happening in, what, Nassau County? It was Massapequa, where right. she shot her, yeah. yeah. Shout out to my aunt. Yeah, I mean, listen. Massapequa. It was a wild story because it's like one of those things that happens in your hometown or hometown adjacent, right? Because mo- most people's hometown usually maybe is a town that, I don't know, companies 10 to 15 square miles. Like this entire island is probably like 100 miles long. So like all this stuff kind of feels like it's your hometown. It does. It, all these little towns just kind of all butting up against each other. Jam-packed with people. So... You do kind of feel an ownership of all of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's just what you remember. Yo, it was... Uh, and my aunt lived in Massapequa, so I spent all the holidays there, you know? It was... I'm going to tell you right now. And I had to stop you, mm. right? And then we'll get right back to this. I'm going to tell you right now. Her name is Katie Beers. And she was kidnapped from a spaceplex. Yes. No, I remember Katie Beers. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And she was a nine-year-old girl, kidnapped December 28th, 1992. No, I remember that. Yeah. And was held in, in an underground bunker. That's wild. You just like unlock something in my brain when no. you said Katie Beers. I will tell you this though. I did not know that Katie Beers. Bayshore. Spaceflight. I didn't. Okay. I know that. So it wasn't North Shore. I did not know that Katie Beers was Long Island. I just knew that she was a girl that was abducted. Because there was, there were other kids too in the nineties that were abducted girls that, um, well, yeah, no, I remember that. I didn't. Yeah, it was like a... I'm this tr- is all over the place. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens sometimes. But then they got her, right? Like, she... Yeah, it was like yeah. 10 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, because it was at Spaceplex, and I feel like Spaceplex somehow, because it was in Wisconsin, I feel like Spaceplex somehow gave way to at some point. Um, I thought you just said it was in Bayshore. Sports Plus. Bayshore. It's all, like, the same... It's on Middle Country Road. Bayshore is South Shore. Bayshore I'm telling it, it's I'm telling you it says location Bayshore. She must have got no. Okay. She was taken from the spaceplex. She must have been taken she was brought to, to Bayshore. Bayshore. Okay, gotcha. Right, 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 right. I'm like, don't say that in this concept no, 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 no. the same. I'm You're saying, making me feel no. crazy. Um 
So yeah, that's a thing that I had to add because yeah. I was like those, and apparently all three of those things happened then, and I was like nine. So all these things happen. That happened I'm in ninety two. Ninety two, the end of ninety two, December. So oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk we'll about be it then. Revisiting that. And those those are like our hometown. Those are the things I remember, and it's funny is I remember them all yeah. from this year, and they all happened this year because I remember that specifically being like, well, now we all need like cold words, if somebody because it was a friend of the family that did it. Yeah. So like kidnapped her and put her in a bunker for like two or three weeks, and then they found her. It's wild. Right. So. But, but back to Amy, the Amy Fisher shooting, because we, you know, as part of what we do, we do like to go back and forth and weave in a little bit of our stuff, especially on a potpourri. We just kind of go. We just. Just kind of talk. It's just we're sitting there surrounded by this multicolored bark. flowing. Shit. Potpourri explosion. That's we sometimes it. take some apple cinnamon potpourri mm-hmm. and then we mix it with some rose water potpourri i swear to you it's just an explosion of scents i swear to you it was like a gold fucking candy dish right or like one of those like crystal candy dishes no candy potpourri potpourri no i know i had i I experienced it too but it wasn't like this explosive toxic potpourri that god forbid i look at with my eyes jen when people would come over we'd take the lid off it to let it fragrance out stop Stop. Yes. 100%. No, my mom does that with candles instead of on like a doily, but it was also like on a perf on the perfect doily, you know, like the perfect circle oh, doily with like those just those lamps that like you like turn that have like a heat like it's just <laughs> unfucking real. I can remember all Now mind you, that could have just all been that like the potpourri they didn't want to get everywhere or it could have been toxic. I really don't know. No, it's I really because don't they care. wanted to save the scent for when it was important. My mom will straight up take a candle and if company's coming over she would unlid the candle and it would smell instead of lighting the candle we would, she just, would just unfurl the candle unfurl the lid yeah oh yeah she still so, does it sometimes so like so like what goes on is so my question again with, with this i feel like this is a safe space talking about potpourri so like real talk the thing about candles is like i feel like there's two camps of people i know which one i fall into mm-hmm but it's like, here's a candle. And they cost, like, decent amount of money. Here's a candle. But then, like, I never burn it. And I'm like, so what's the fucking point of having a candle? So then you don't want another candle because you're like, I have enough of the scent of this candle. And then you don't want to use it. But then, like, you don't. So what the fuck is the point of the candles? But then you have people that just burn all the candles. And I'm like, I understand. It reminds me of stickers where you're like, what do I do with the sticker? If I put this sticker on something, now it's there forever. Mm-hmm. And then it's attached to that thing. So if that thing goes away, I've lost the sticker. So you just end up with fucking 2,000 stickers sitting in a, yeah. sitting in a, a thing. You, and you're like, what do I do? You treat, like, stickers and candles, like, really preciously. Like, you have right. to write it. You have to light this candle at the right time. Otherwise, you're going to waste it. Exactly. I will tell you, do you know what is really liberating? What's that? Lighting the fucking candle. Uh, yeah, you know, but then... It really is. Especially if it's one you light, you know, it smells good. I really like it. And I've been doing that more. I actually really like candles. And I'll do the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to light this. I want it to be the perfect... free. No. You just light the fucking candle. And you enjoy the candle. And I've been doing that with stickers, too. I've been like, I like this sticker. I'm going to put it on my water bottle. I'm going to put it on my laptop. And you know what? I don't regret it. I enjoy that sticker being there. It's one of those things where you're... got to do it. Where I'm really like, man... Just, just... There's like a real... Just let it go. Like, there's this is a real psychological study to be like, there's something with certain people's brains and other people's brains. And there's probably a third person that cares nothing about any of it. You know what else? You know? 
Because I, I could I could get so much enjoyment from putting a sticker on something or lighting a candle, right? I could get enjoyment from that, but I choose not to. And then that's like my neuroses. Like somehow that candle uh-huh. is going to be... You're going to waste it. It's never going to be worth anything more than it is. But how many times have you lit the candle or placed the sticker and then really regretted it? Probably once, which is why then I regret it all at all times. You know what else? When you get a new journal or a new sketchbook or a new notebook. And you're just like, man, how do I, how do I start? How right? do I start? If, if let's say it's a sketchbook, right? I'm I'm an artist, right? It's a, it's a sketchbook. What if that first sketch sucks, and now it's going to be there forever? Taint the entire sketchbook, and I'm not going to want to use it anymore because it's going to be like a ruined sketchbook. So do you start on like page two then? So then that I way. have actually, yeah, I've started so doing you can that. Go I back actually to one and and yeah. like like boss it out. So I read that that's what you should do if you have that problem is start a couple pages in, and it actually really does help. It's pretty cool. I mean, I don't, I don't know what is wrong with us. I think it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful little tangent that we're on. <laughs> um, and that, that's why if anyone's listening, you get to even listen to this stuff. So the Long Island Lolita. Okay. So when this happened, I have a question for you. Sure. Nine years old. Okay. You were eight and I was 10. Okay. Okay. Um, ugh, I hate that we have to keep talking about how I'm older than you on this. It's a bummer. You, you can cut it out if you feel better. No, I say it every episode. Um, I just don't like that it reminds me. Got it. So, when this happened, did you actually, like, understand that Amy Fisher was a child? No. But I also... Well, no, 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 no. Let me back up. Like, did you understand that a 16 or 17-year-old person was still really a kid? Because I didn't i was like as a teenager that is and that's a young adult like that is a person who was so cool not that i thought amy fisher was cool i didn't but you know what i mean like i just didn't i couldn't grasp that that really is like so i'm not old enough to really have this conversation at this point with my parents in that way but basically whenever the conversation comes around about let's say sex or whatever it's just basically like if you live in my house you don't do that oh Kind of. And that was probably said at like 11 or 12 or whatever. Really? Whatever age. Just like kind of whatever. Like random. Like that was kind of like most of the people around me with that like Roman, uh, you know, Catholicism of just kind of like we don't like you just like. Nah. Yeah, we just. So there was no like real formal conversation to be like, hey, so this story's in the news. Eight year old me. Just yeah. so you know, this is not. This constitutes statutory rape and blah, blah. It's like, there's no. Oh, no, There no, was no. no real like. We didn't have that conversation either. And. We but we never had that. My we never had We a, never had to have that. There was so, never like a no sex rule. There was just a we don't talk about this rule. You know what I mean? So we I just don't talk about this. I, I, I'm going to say that in terms of, you know, and I know this may sound awkward when I say this, but in terms of like how I look at any of these age gaps, clearly, forget the age gap. Her age is very, very sus, right? Very sus. 16 is like, no. Okay. So if you're like an 18 year old and you're in high school together, okay, maybe. But then like 19, once, if someone's like 15, 16, and you're talking like two, three years difference, that's like the range. It can't really go more than that. Now, this guy's like 35. Right. So this is ridiculous. Like, I can't But like a 20 year age difference, I could see, like, let's say, I would say probably from somebody like, 25 maybe ish 28 ish and that person is probably like established in whatever it is that they're doing so at least they're like okay 
I'm attracted to this other person. Hopefully not necessarily to say for their money or something. But 20 years is a lot no matter what. Let alone when it's like this. Like that could be his daughter. 20 years is a lot. But this is like literally a child. Like. Absolutely. But it, this is a child if it's a 24 year old auto mechanic. This is a person thing. that if you're like, oh, 20 years ago, this person wasn't alive. And I was their age. That's wild. Older than their age. No, he would have been 15. But. Sure. Well, he's, he's thir- okay. Thirty-five. Yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. But um, you know, I just really and until we researched this for this podcast, I, I didn't realize how young Amy Fisher was. Um, I used to, I worked at a restaurant, and there was a woman who worked in the kitchen who was in jail. I don't know why, and she said she was friends with Amy Fisher in jail, and would kind of like protect her because she was so much younger than her. Um, you know, Amy Fisher was younger than her and she was like, you know, kind of scared or whatever. And she kind of like befriended her, um, Long Island shit, you know? Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> like, just... I don't know what else to say. She's like, she was really sweet. And I'm like, what is she? Yeah. I mean, mm. you know, you just, you just, you look at it. And you is go, that a story I should have told on you? I mean, who's going to know? Who's going to, who's going to know where, what, who? <laughs> but. Having said that, this is a little bit of a disturbing case. I mean, yeah, you know, to go back to what you said with the 16, like I said, for me, my thought process, always, whenever it kind of, you know, 12, 13, 14, whatever it was, when you start to kind of get an idea and you're like, that's too young. Because, like, to me, especially being younger, I know you were younger too, but you went the other way. Um, I was younger and was, like, always the youngest person in my class. So then I'm thinking, um, how old would I be at 16? Like, you you have a December birthday, so you stayed back the year I was in the the, the group. So, like, when I was in college, I you know, told you this before. I'd like to clarify uh, that I did not stay back a year. My birthday was two days after the cutoff, so sure. I was in the correct year. <laughs> point, point being. It's not point, held back. Point, Which, no. I'd also like to clarify that there is no shame in being held back. No, that's not what I mean. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about ages. What I'm talking about. So, like, when I was in college, yeah. I was I 17. Was, I was the oldest. I was 17 for half of my first semester in college. Right? Yeah, that's weird. So, you're thinking this person's 16. So, this person would have been a senior, like, almost a senior. She could have started as a senior. No, she would have had to start as or a junior. junior or sophomore. I'm you... trying to say, when it was me, oh, yeah, I was a senior were... at 16. Oh, that's so weird. And then a junior, and then it then turned 17. So this person could have been that young. Or, yeah, but you're saying they could have been a senior. I'm saying they, they could have been junior. Most people probably junior at 16. That's that's what I'm getting at. I like was... That's not, like, and this is a grown-ass man. That's not good. No. And no. I had friends who were maybe like 16, 17 and dated people that were like 19, 20. I don't... And I, that's what I'm saying. I know that that's like a, a little murky for some people, but I, I don't really see like how that's really an issue if it's consensual. You know, like if, if people can run in the same friend group and like have a lot in common, like there's nothing a 16-year-old has in common with a 35-year-old. No. Like that's wild. No. And that's and, and that's that's the part of the story. Married. That, a married man. Like he's not... And that's the part of the story that made this all so crazy. Is because it was literally a sixteen-year-old, seven, you know, sixteen slash seventeen-year-old, and you're like, "Wow, okay, that's pretty awkward shit." I don't know how, I don't know why, um, but it went down, and uh, it's not great. Did you know yes. that when Amy Fisher was in prison, Mary Jo Badafuco and Amy Fisher's mom exchanged letters? They wrote like, each other letters. No, I did not know that. Did you also know? 
that Mary Jo forgave her and actually said she should be released from jail early because she was just a kid and she was truly sorry. I didn't know these things. Yeah. I know that they attempted to reconcile later on. They a bunch did. of them tried to do like a reality show. And this was really that weird like vortex type thing. Because again, this is a story that has its own legs that you would think of now as really wild. And it could have ended a lot worse, right? Mary Jo could have been killed and that would have been terrible. You know, yeah. and then this is just another show you're watching on ID and you're like, oh, this crazy whatever. But I mean, it did seem like maybe there was some room for some of the people to have redemption. But since it's Long Island, I don't know if we got that far. Well, apparently it was um, wild too because she was like really like on death's door and then made like a sudden recovery mm-hmm. and was able to describe who shot her. Picked her out of a lineup. They picked her photo out of a lineup. She had a whole conversation with her before she shot her. She came to her house and then mm-hmm. she apparently claimed that... um her, her sister, sister that's what i said yeah at the top yeah. the younger yeah so like she had a conversation with her and then after she described her that's when you know her husband realized that it was amy yep um, and said she did it yeah and got her but amy 1982 and then uh she famous famous uh, long island name became amy. a porn star yeah still allegedly doing webcam stuff today good Ooh. for her uh, check her cool. out i'm sure on something <laughs> stop it <laughs> but check her out Anything else you want to add on the wacky... Oh, God. I mean, there's so many more things. But, um... Is there enough time? Is, the is there enough time? Mary Jo okay. on a Dr. Oz show in 2017 said she's... Ch- changed her tune. And she said, I really hope she made something of her life. But she is a waste. Hmm. And, uh... In 2008, Amy Fisher said she... Okay. Okay, this is the thing. She said in like 2008 that she had no sympathy for Mary Jo the multimillionaire. The fact that Mary Jo has a bullet in her head means nothing. I still have silicone in my boobs and you don't hear me complaining. She can't feel her bullet and I can't feel my silicone. But then a few years later, she apologized and said she's a really wonderful lady and she was just a stupid kid. So there's a lot of, uh... There's a lot of forgiveness, there's a lot of apologizing, and then there's some uh, prickliness, too. Well, yeah, you I get mean, a little bit of all of it, you know? I mean, one would, one would look at this and say, this is like a, an intersection of, let's say, 10 people's lives. Well, let's say 30 people's lives. The reporter, the judge, maybe the judge, but the police officers investigating it, and then the two families that are involved, because you're like, these families are living completely normal lives. And then this entire event and this thing that probably would have just like if Amy didn't try to kill her for no reason, maybe would have fizzled out. Maybe just would have been another one of those like this is his side piece. Then like he divorced like these kind of things happen. Right. But they don't happen where one person tries to kill the other person and then it becomes national news. That's what happens when you sleep with a child I, I, who is probably who probably had a really you know I don't know anything about her background but I'm assuming it wasn't her childhood wasn't great I don't know you know because kids teenagers don't have their brains aren't functioning the same as adults you know and I mean trust sure. me when I was a teenager I was like ain't nobody telling me I'm not, I'm not an adult but, but, I'm but saying, I wasn't you know and like I look back and I'm like god I thought I was so, I'm just saying this was the defining moment in those know? families and lives and kids don't know how to regulate their their emotions and 
and she probably really thought that he loved her and, yeah. you know, didn't understand why he wouldn't leave his wife for her. And it was, you know, not excusing the behavior of shooting a person by right, any stretch but, of the imagination. But it's it, all his, like, he, he chose to bring a 16-year-old into his life like you know yeah no i'm listen wild. again i'm not disagreeing with the actions that these people made i'm just saying it's pretty wild to think that this is like the defining moment in all these people's existences and then even their future generations because this is going to follow them around like how she's talking about you made money and this and that and whatever now i was reading that she had some sort of quote that like she wanted to marry a, a local guy or something so she could have conjugal visits and then, uh, you know, wow. she was going to get a Ferrari out of this because if everybody's going to make money and it's like, so... But you shot somebody. Like, you tried <laughs> to kill somebody. I like, don't know what to say. Cause why do, not, why a, are we supposed to feel bad for you? Like, you were actually... She forgave you. Like, that's amazing. Like, most people don't... Because, because out of one side of your mouth, you're saying, you as a person now, 30 years away from this event, are literally saying, hey... This was a kid. You're bringing a kid. A kid's brain is informed. So that's why people genuinely felt bad, I'm sure. Be like, this is fucked up, right? Yeah. But then at the same token, it's like, well, when the kid is acting like, well, how is the kid supposed to act then? Because the kid made this terrible decision, got a wheelman to follow her through with this decision, did this whole thing. And it's not like she even rolled up and was like, I'm just going to shoot her. Because even that, I feel like would have been. She brought a gun. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, from what I read, right, they had, like, a 15-minute conversation where she was like, my sister sleeping with your husband. Here's the shirt from your husband that I got from my sister. So yeah, she yeah, went, yeah. like, out of her way to, like, confront her and have a conversation <laughs> with her and then decided when it escalated after a certain amount of time to shoot her. It's not even like she's like, I'm going to shoot you. And she's, like, lying in wait to ambush her. She's like, what? It's crazy because, like, what would, like, what would... What is the point of all this? Like, Unless you wanted to meet her and see her, I don't know. And shoot her. Yeah, right. It's wild. So um, that was the Long Island Lolita story. Question, though. Can yes. you imagine all that conversation? The Long Island accent that would have been coming out of, the, out of these mouths. I think what gets lost here is, like, when we're talking about this time period, it was common for people to kind of show up at your house unannounced, right? Because it... Oh, 100%, yeah. Because, like, you know, if you tried to call and someone's on the phone or whatever, you should show up at a friend's house, whatever. So, like, could... Not just the Long Island accents. Could you imagine opening the door in whatever condition she was in? Maybe her hair's in rollers, not... Whatever. <laughs> like, you know, like, you think <laughs> now, and you're like, I'm not opening the door, Right, I'm never like answering the door. Oh God, when someone rings like the bell and you do like a fun little you're like, like oh, I have a ring doorbell. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I like, hey, sneak like, what do you want? over right. to the window and I'm like, hopefully they don't see me. And I try to like look. Like if bad. my if, if my doorbell <laughs> rings, it means something wrong is going on because nobody should ring my. You know, it's it's somebody trying to sell me solar panels. Like nobody should be ringing my doorbell. So it's like, she rings the doorbell. It's like, well, who's this kid? And then like I can't like just the. The way, like, just, oh, man, the way that must have went down was is insane. The whole thing is insane to me. Be like, oh, I'm going to go there and confront her and then shoot her, like, in broad daylight. It's fucking wild. But, like you said, it's a kid. So, it happened. The Long Island Lolita, we'll probably talk about it again, dip our toes back in in another one of these Pulpery episodes when we're, you know, when the trial's happening or something like that. Um, but that's kind of the background of the story now. 
it is a story that's going to persist at least for a while. I would say this story stays at the forefront of weird shit until like maybe the Menendez. It's like oh, the yeah. big 90s things that I remember. Yeah. I remember this. And I and again, we can't speak to whether or not this was like a... I'm pretty sure it was a nationwide thing. But for us, it was regional. So like it's like this. No, I think it was nationwide. I think this was a big deal. Yeah, because I mean, she was dubbed a Long Island Lolita. So I guess this was nationwide. So it was this. Then, then it was the Menendez brothers. Then it was OJ. Then it was like... The bo- Lorraine Bobbitt. Yeah, I mean, don't forget about the Bobbitt. That was like, what, Those New were Jersey? the 90s things I remember. I think so, yeah. yeah it was Jersey. But yeah. those, because all this was in like, you know, the tri-state region. But those were the things that I remember. And then, Except for and OJ. Then, sure, but OJ is, is a different beast. But oh then, um, what? what was the other one? Jean Benet Ramsey, right? That was in the 90s too. Yeah, Jean Benet. Was, like, was that Colorado or something? 93 yeah. or 91? No, oh. I feel like it was just the 25 year anniversary or something. I think it was like 98. Oh, really? I think so. Or 97, I think I just heard something and there's maybe some movement on the case or something. But those were like the big ones that I remember. Yeah, it was, well, it was 96. 96, right. So those are kind of like the, the headline cases that like happened that I remember from the 90s. And it, two of them happened really close to us. So, because yeah. the Bobbitt thing was wild. <laughs> I'm sure that there's um, tons more that were just not even Oh, well, listen, we, did, we, we didn't even get to the second most high profile case of the 90s we didn't even touch that because that's just tanya harding i mean that's like the second oh <laughs> it was like oj and then like tanya harding because like tanya harding was <sighs> that was insane did you watch murphy brown i full disclosure it was a wpix channel 11 come on at like 11 30 12 o'clock one o'clock in the morning and if I was still awake, it came on. Like, oh, so okay. Like, it was on I had an idea time, of who it was. I right. I was like on reruns. I caught that in reruns. Like, I, I didn't watch the show, but I caught it in reruns. Why? What happened with Murphy Brown? So, Dan Quayle made a speech about the L.A. riots, right? Okay. Uh, basically saying that there is a quote-unquote underlying situation, um of a breakdown of traditional family structure um, in the black neighborhoods. That's what he said. That's not what I'm saying. Um, And then he added at the end of the speech that he quote unquote said, it doesn't help matters when primetime TV has Murphy Brown, a character who supposedly epitomizes today's intelligent, highly paid professional woman mocking the importance of fathers by bearing a child alone and calling it just another lifestyle choice. Because in the show, she gets pregnant and decides to have the baby even though she doesn't have a partner, right? Or he leaves. I don't know the situation, but he's not in the picture. So, <laughs> this becomes a big deal and this whole speech is called the the Murphy Brown speech. That's what it's dubbed because he said that. But really... Apparently, in every single episode, they make a Dan Quayle joke. So they really mm. think that he was just real salty about that. Gotcha. Uh-huh. And ironically, in that episode, they ran out of time. So the Dan Quayle joke that they made was cut from the episode. So ironically, in the episode that he's talking shit on, um, the joke wasn't in there. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But apparently, it was a whole big a whole big to-do. And I then, mean... Yeah. It was Again. a big deal that he said that. 
pretty fantastic. Pretty pretty fantastic to see it all kind of come back around to all my uh, traditional family values. Yeah. And then I guess that the the reaction from the people on the show was if you really cared about, you know, Mm -hmm. the importance of fathers and you think that's so important in people's lives, maybe you'd be a little more pro-choice. So that was a whole other angle Mm -hmm. that happened, which brings it back to 30 years... You know, not much has changed, so. Yeah, we may and have. Talking about that kind of stuff, but. um, We may have more on that in the next Potpourri episode or the next one uh, when those yeah. things come down from the Supreme Court. It's amazing. 30 years, literally, literally. It's like we grew up and we saw things changing in the 2000s and then into the 2010s. And then it's like a, you know, it reminds me of like a, um, like a slingshot. Like one of those really big ones. You got really, 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 really far. And now it's just like right back. It's almost like we're just coming right back. Like screaming our way right back. You know, with all this stuff. It's just like it just shot shot the pellet. And now we're like coming right back. Because man, that is another traditional family values and uh, children is another conversation we can have. But last thing I had on our board before we get into a couple little questions. Figure out who's making dinner. I had uh, some movies. So... Tease for our next episode. Oops. I saw, or we're going to be talking about Lethal Weapon 3, which is the number one movie in May. Fun movie. Yeah. And also 30 years ago today when we're recording this, because we're recording it a little late, um, or 30 years right around now, Alien 3 got released. I never saw that. And we're going to have you tell me the plot of the movie. No, I'm just going to tell you the plot by reading Wikipedia. No, 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 no. That's our, that's our telephone game for this month you're gonna tell me the plot of this movie yeah because i'm gonna read wikipedia and then regurgitate it to you no 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 you have to guess that's our gimmick you guess what what the movie was about oh i thought that one person explains a movie to the other person that they read about without ever watching it like when you explained uh, a single white female that's one was a single white female yeah that's one gimmick we do the other gimmick we do is look at a movie and there wasn't single white female what was that what was that movie it was uh hand the rocks cradle thank you no, the other gimmick we have on this podcast is one of us looks at a movie. I chose Alien 3 for you. You just tell me what you think it's about. Then I tell you what I think it's about. And then we go back and figure it out the next okay, month okay, to okay. see if we got it right. Great. But Alien you've 3. seen it. You've seen it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can I can probably get it, I'd say, 70 to 80% off the top of my head. I can get you all the beats in the film 70 to 80% off the top of my head. You've seen Aliens, so at least you have some frame of reference. Mm. David Fincher, I believe, directed this, so it'll be nice to little nice to talk about. But summer movie season, summer yeah. blockbusters. Get Alien ready. Movies not for me. We know this. They're slimy and scary. Okay. Do you, do you think we do you think we've covered up everything in the candy dish? Can we put the lid back on my grandma's candy dish? This potpourri. Yeah, I think we should before you get hungry and eat it. Give me a couple. Give me a couple of those bad boys. Give me. Give me three. Let's see who's gonna make dinner tonight, or buy it in this case. I don't know. Inflation be wild. Known for its wide leg jeans. What does the clothing company Jenko stand for? Oh man, I thought the answer was gonna be Jenko, and I was so excited. Um, I don't know. Judge none. Choose one. Did you know that? Fuck no. I okay. thought Jenko was like J-I-N-C-O. No, it's J-N-C-O. Right. I never owned them because... Oh. I had a pair of khaki Jenkos 
I think I had knockoff Jankos, like one pair. My brother had they a pair of knockoff Jankos. So comfortable. You know what I was big into, which they don't do anymore, which what? I love that old navy corduroy pants. It's big into the corduroy pants. Yeah, me too. They were fun. I like corduroy pants. They don't really too. do them anymore. They'll come back. Yeah, and then we'll be way too old wearing corduroy. We're pants. already too old for the shit we do. It's okay. Okay. Um. Oh, huh, huh. hold on. Okay. I'm showing you a picture. What is this haircut called? Is that a flat top? Or an eraser head? It is a high top fade. But I think I will give you flat top. Right? Yeah. It's like a... How, how would you describe this picture? A high top fade. Okay. <laughs> Michael Jordan announced his return to the NBA in 1995 by faxing a simple two-word statement. What did it say? His re-entry? Yeah. I'm back? I'm back is correct. <laughs> yes! Okay. Put these popular John Grisham books in the order they were released. You'll probably get this. I just... Oh. The Client... The Firm, The Runaway Jury, and The Pelican Brief. So, I think it's The Firm, The Pelican Brief, The Client, and Runaway Jury. Yeah. Yes, it is. But I think the first movie that came out was The Firm. Pelican Brief came out later. That's with, I think, Denzel and Julia Roberts. And The Client came out in, like, 94, 96. That was a Susan Sarandon. And what was the other one? Runaway Jury came out later. That was with like John Cusack. And um, yeah, it's about gun companies. And Gene Hackman. Good movie. Ready? Mm-hmm. Who wears this? Doug. Doug is correct. He showed me a picture of Doug's clothes. That was the clothes that Doug wears. Two to one. Do you need another car? I do not. Which search engine was initially named Backrub. Google. It is Google, but I didn't even give you the options and you knew it was Google. <laughs> okay, Jen. Net Netscape Navigator is one of them. One of the options. Math. Oh, Let's boy. do the math, Jen. Math. Number of weddings Hugh Grant and Andy McDowell's characters attended plus the number of funerals attended all in the same movie. The number of weddings plus the number of funerals? Mm-hmm. Five. Correct. Ooh, I didn't think I was going to get that. Because I... Well. What links these clues together? AJ, Howie, and Nick. They are boys. From a it's Nick Lachey, Howie Long, and AJ Styles. So they all like are they wrestlers or are they boys from a backstreet? They're boys from a backstreet. Got it. Isn't Nick Lachey in ninety eight degrees? Uh, I know. Yes. Oh, okay. They're okay. all Howie. Well, I forget even the Howie. Howie Long is a football player. And AJ Styles is a wrestler. 
Oh yeah, that's right. AJ Styles. Oh, Way no. to go. Well, it looks like well, we, Backstreet's back. All right. We could be at a stalemate here. One more question. Otherwise, okay. we both lose. What minty candy is known as the Fresh Maker? Mentos. I know. Why can't we both win? Winners winning. Well, let Winners me, if, win. If I get this right, then we both win. Oh, okay. We win we'll do podcast. one more. Yeah. Okay. According to Right Said Fred's 1991 chart topper. I'm too sexy. What did Fred boast he was too sexy for? His shirt. Okay. Part B. His car. Was anyone in the band actually named Fred? No. Yeah. Uh, but you still... Win. No, with the two-pointer, you still win. Well... Fred Fairbass. If you guys... Fairbass. If you guys stumbled upon this and like this episode, go to our Twitter, at BLC underscore pod. You will currently see me yelling at uh, WWE 2K22... <laughs> developers in a nice way telling them that our gm mode work doesn't uh, yelling GM mode doesn't work. in a nice way yeah i'm not like a twitter troll um you can catch us on what else jen we're on instagram at blc mixtapes yep and we have an email becky left the chat which is what blc stands for at gmail.com and uh we're on i mean Wherever you're listening to us, we're on there, but we're also on all the major podcast platforms. We just got accepted onto Pandora, by the by. Wow. I have to tell you that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool for us. So then I guess if people listen to podcasts on random, they can find us. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Um, we also have a wrestling podcast where we talk about 90s wrestling. We're actually getting very close. That, that one's a little bit ahead of this one. So we're actually getting very close to entering into 93. Yeah. And we'll probably have a new name for that, but it'll still be under the uh, BLC umbrella. Yeah. We are produced by us, Pat and Jen. We are edited by mostly Jen. We are researched by mostly us. And mostly. <laughs> uh, that's really it. Jen. Yeah. What do they usually say on the other podcast? Who's they? Us. Are you talking about us in the third person? Yeah. I gotta go. Anything can happen in WWF. (laughs) Bye.